No. Can't remember my roommate's name. But we couldn't get into the our our room, and two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, "Here you go. Let us give you a hand with that." How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Mandy at Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, "Hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge." This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Happy Tuesday. It is episode number 897 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show. Let's go live to the Moose. Darren Moose Dupont joining us from uh, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. He is back. Let's get to it fast. Uh, Hey, Moose. Welcome home. You're looking good. I hope you're ready to talk some sports. How are things? I, uh, I am ready. When you said, let's go live, I felt like you were expecting to be, me to be outside, like in the winter, holding onto the camera and the microphone. <laughs> I know, right? I always laugh with those people, those weather guys, CNN and those types of sh- weather network, where they're standing in the hurricane with their hood. T- don't leave the house. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> about to be blown away. Well, you did. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Trust me, I get it. Start spreading the news. We're live on Game Plus TV. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and we're on the radio WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk. It's going to be a fun one today. Uh, Vancouver, listen up. I feel there's going to be a lot of uh, talk that you're going to be interested in today. It's just Moose and I for all of our one and in our two. Zig Fricasi from NFL Radio and Brian Ray, host of Dallas Stars TV, because I think the biggest game in the NHL is in the Lone Star State tonight. The great state, as they like to say. All right, can you hit the quick six show horn and let's please get into it. Let's get it up. Start telling everybody that we are. Live on YouTube right now. Uh, Moose, before we go any further, before we jump in, I'll say one thing. I just love the fact that we've just settled on in to the focus of the National Hockey League and the Canadian Football League because, for the love of Pete, we're on a television radio, a television station that's across all 10 provinces live, and we're on the radio in Atlanta where they love pro hockey, and it's a big CFL stronghold down there too, and it's Canada after all. But I got to say this, our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center pertains to the NHL, and I'm going to get it out of the way right now. I haven't tweeted it yet, guys. You tell me if you need me to, t- to tweet it. Whose retro reverse 2.0 jersey is better, the Vancouver Canucks or the Seattle Kraken? And to be honest, I've seen Vancouver's. I've had the debate with Kevin the Medium, our friend from Airdrie, Alberta, who is a staunch Vancouver Canucks fan. I, I got to... I know we just popped the moose back up, and I apologize, but I can't even tell. What's Seattle's? Is it like mint green with the S on it? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, and I know you do have a photo. The, I yeah, do have the ahead. photo, and I think I and I don't know if it got sent to Clark yet. So if if it didn't, ah. that's, that's on me. So in the commercial break, I'll send it to Clark. But yeah, it's the it's the mint green with a little striping and the S. Doesn't really give you a retro feel. Okay, Clark says he hasn't got it yet, so we will get it. Um, I'm reserving my vote for now. Uh, good morning, Ryan O'Radio, WQEE, check it in from noon in Georgia and uh, everybody else. John Ohm, and by the way, I really appreciate John Ohm. John Ohm, he says, what? No soccer or tennis? No. 
And I don't know why we ever tried to be something that we're not. Why, why would we try and talk about the World Cup with any level of intelligency at all? And while Moose loves tennis and he plays tennis, I don't care about that either. Not a hill of beans, as my mom would say. So let's talk about what we care about. And uh, <laughs> they're now they're into it. They're spicy. They're waking up in the comment section on YouTube. And I will get to your comments in a moment. But just to map this out, the uh, roadmap here, it's just Moose and I for all of Hour 1. I'll probably bring in your comments more so, folks, in Segment 2 of Hour 1. And then Brian Ray and Siegfried Kossi in Hour 2. So anyways, there is breaking news on two fronts. And I'll wait until our sports update to give you details more on them. But from the BC Lions, eight-year CFLer, perennial all-star wide receiver Brian Burnham, or he's more of a slot, let's just say receiver Brian Burnham, announcing his retirement this morning. And we'll get him on the show. He's been on here before. Uh, Tremendous career for Brian Burnham, the Tulsa product. He's the real king of Tulsa. Have you watched that yet, Moose? King of Tulsa? Not yet. This week. This oh, week it's starting. You gotta. You gotta. Oh, it's so good. I was watching Yellowstone last night. John Dutton. The world's being run by cowards these days. All you gotta do is learn to blame and complain. But I'm getting sidetracked. The other news is the uh, Briar. The 2024 Tim Hortons Briar will be waged at the Brand Center in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. That is the Canadian Men's National Curling Championship. So that's the breaking news of the day. But I see Jenna's checked in from Southern California, and she has tuned in for the hockey news. So let's go. Can you hit the horn again, Jordan, just to wake everybody up and make sure that they're there and they're alive? Sure. There we go. Hockey leftovers. Well, I think it was nine games last night. Here's a sentence or two on each of them. Riley Smith scored the only goal of the shootout in the fifth round to give Vegas a 4-3 win in Coach Bruce Cassidy's return to Boston Monday night, snapping the Bruins' NHL record 14-game home streak, winning streak to open the season. Jack Edwards, whom we talked a lot about, uh, he was in the highlight pack, and he said, this is the game of the night in the NHL. Going in, it probably was. I don't think it ended up as the game of the night, which we're getting to, and that's why I said, hang on, and you folks watching in BC on TELUS, Channel 924, you know where I'm going with this. But again, Bruce Cassidy won in his return. The 57-year-old was fired by Boston in June following five and a half seasons there. They had a lot of fun with this on NHL Network. Paul Cotter. Paul, welcome back, Cotter. Had two goals. And Jonathan Marchessault. Also scored to help Vegas open a 3-0 lead early in the game. And I also want to point out, Logan Thompson made 40 saves, so maybe Kelly McCrimmon in Vegas does know what he's doing. I didn't think Logan Thompson was an NHL-caliber goalie, but what the hell do I know? That's why I'm doing this, and Crim's doing that. In New York, Ke'Andre Miller, Alexi Lafreniere, and Chris Kreider scored in the third period to rally the Rangers past St. Louis 6-4, but not many of our viewers care about those teams, so I'll move on. In Philly... Tony D'Angelo and Owen Tippett scored power play goals in Philadelphia, held on to upset Colorado 5-3. Tanner Lazinski, Travis Sondheim, and Travis Koneshny also scored for the Flyers. Cut a hot finish with 29 saves. In Edmonton, Nick Dowd scored the tie-breaking goal in the third period, and Washington snapped the two-game skid, beating the Oilers 3-2. Ben Kulak and, uh, sorry, Brett Kulak and Connor McDavid had goals for the Oil, who've lost two of three. 
Stuart Skinner stopped 47 shots. I got two more games to go here. In Calgary, Nazem Kadri scored the tie-breaking goal with 4.18 left in the third. He added two helpers to lead Calgary past Arizona 3-2. And for whatever reason, and I don't know why, I don't have the Vancouver-Montreal game at the end of my summary here, which was the game of the night, but I can tell you, Elias Patterson scored, what was it, Canucks fans, 13 seconds into overtime. It was a franchise record for that. And they came back to beat the Montreal Canadiens 7-6 last night. That was the game of the night. You saw Bruce Boudreau losing his mind on on the refs. Yeah, it was (laughs) 7-6 was the final. I'm just looking it up here on the score app. My God, I would die if I didn't have the score app. Yeah, 13 seconds into OTC. I'm no idiot. I didn't even have to stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. Uh, So I don't know about you, but that goal for Elias Pettersson was should have been tripping. He should have been in the penalty box, not scoring the game winner. Uh, What a night for NHL hockey. What'd you see? What'd you see? Unbelievable. Yeah. Such a great night. And that game, I mean, Montreal goes up 4-0. Vancouver goes up, I think, 6-5. Montreal ties. It goes to overtime, and Pettersson wins it in the first 30 seconds. I mean, 13 seconds in. So a great night for hockey when you get the, the, you know, Boston and and Vegas going head-to-head, too, in a tight game. and. Clark can double-check it, or you can, but I think Zig Fracassi tweeted something last night about Logan Thompson, saying he always thought Logan Thompson was going to be a goaltender in this league, and they're proving him right. So maybe something to ask Zig an hour or two. Yeah, Zig is our, not only from NFL Radio, but he is our Boston Bruins insider. How about that? And um, How about that? We're going to get into the... Florida Panthers at the Winnipeg Jets. That's the game. Well, one of the games of the night. The other is the Toronto Maple Leafs at Dallas. Uh, Zig said that? Okay. Yeah, Dallas is home to Toronto tonight. And the other. Can we say that's the American game of the night and the Panthers at the Jets is the Canadian game of the night? But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we have other things to discuss here. Uh, I'm sprinkling in comments from our viewers. Uh, John Massey, my frenemy, from Edmonton, he says, get John Paddock on the show and tell him to smarten up and trade Bedard. Um, I think we've fed the fed horse enough on that. Isn't that what it is, Darren? We did. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going there anymore. Uh, We're not one of those shows that sits there and belabors things over and over and over. It's not repetitive. We've made our thoughts known. I think everybody has. And to be honest, I think that John Paddock's hands are tied. It's He wants to trade him. It's the owner that doesn't. That's what I've heard. I've seen nothing to lead me to believe that's not the case. So, John Massey in Edmonton, you call John Paddock and tell him to trade Bedard because he's not listening to me. Capiche? Uh, yeah, Randy from Winnipeg says the game of the night was Boston and Vegas for me. And that's the point, man. I... Just yesterday in my commentary, and I know that we said it on this show, I said, NHL hockey is just so good, like better than ever. And I know we seem to say all the time, Ray Elgard, the writer great who lives in Las Vegas now, says we live in a society who always says, this is the best game of all time, best era of all time. There's a lot of greatest of all times, says Elgard, and he's probably right. But then I saw a commercial last night on NHL Network with Mark Messier saying NHL hockey's never been better. That's from mess. I don't know, Darren. I don't think we're overstepping. Look at last night. 7-6. Canucks, 6-5. Golden Knights. The lowest scoring games were in Alberta, and they don't care in Alberta. They just want to be have entertaining hockey, man. Um, 
I sh- you know I should ask you what do you what do you expect out of Leafs and Stars tonight as the Leafs fan in the house? I uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun, especially with both streaks on the line. I'll be dialed into that game right from the opening puck drop. I think um, I expect it to be tight. I don't expect it to be seven six, but I expect it to be really tight. Um, but it'll be fun. Those are two kind of heavyweights now in the National Hockey League trying to establish themselves. Dallas in the Central and and Toronto in theirs. So. I think it'll be a good one. And, you know, when it comes to like those games and the way hockey is going and how great it is, I think it was Dustin Forbes pointed it out last night on Twitter, uh, the voice of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. He's like, that was the best junior hockey game I've seen in the NHL this year. And you coined the phrase perfectly imperfect, you know, for junior hockey. And if the NHL can get a little bit of that, you know, that uncertainty, like Montreal being up 4 nothing, it should have been over, people turning off yeah. their television sets, but it wasn't. And that's cool. Um, it's interesting, by the way, Wayne in Victoria, BC watching says, Hey Rod, what happened to the goalies? I would say, I know, right? Like if a team gets lit up, everybody points the finger at the goalie all the time. It's no different than a quarterback. Why did you lose? It's on the quarterback. Um, so they, they have an off night news flash from time to time, breaking news. Goalies have an off night. Now I want to say this about. Calgary. What did we say? Kadri had the game winner and two assists. Uh, Markstrom hasn't played. Well, let's put it this way. Dan Vladar has appeared in five of the last seven games for the Calgary Flames, and he's getting the wins. So Jacob Markstrom's struggling right now. He didn't even play last night. So basically, if there's a lot of goals scored, everybody's looking at the goalie. It's not always on the goalie, but that's just the way it is. I've accepted that. Uh, From another viewer, uh, where did he go? Benjamin Getz. Where is it? Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Basically said, hey, Rod, I enjoyed opening weekend of the NLL. So did we. We talked about it yesterday. We did here. We're talking NHL right now. And next segment, we'll be talking a little CFL, the breaking news, and a lot of other sports notes you're going to want to hear. Uh, Tank Abbott writes in, he says, Robertson and Hints are going to give the Leafs problems. Go Stars! Robo is an MVP candidate. Great show, Roddy. I appreciate it. And here's the thing. I got up this morning and making this decision to streamline the focus of the show to NHL and primarily CFL, but we'll dabble in the NFL and some of these other things, has made it a lot easier for me. Like, I know what Tom did last night, and we'll talk about that next segment in Tampa. But it was getting to be a lot to stay on top of. How about for you? Yeah, I agree. You know, especially when you're fans of all these leagues, too, and you want to spread your love around, but then you also think, geez, I got to talk about this on the show tomorrow, and I got to try and be up to date on it. And it makes it really tough when you're pulled in a million directions. Not that you you and I can't handle it, because clearly we can handle it, but a little more fun when we get to go a little deeper in the NHL and deeper into the CFL and, and streamline the focus. And the viewers know exactly what they can expect when they show up here every day. That's the point. And uh, I know when we started this show four years ago and you told me your concept of what it would be, I had just come out of 20 years. I was like Andy Dufresne, Shawshank Redemption. I'd just come out 20 years of just covering really one team, one team. And I was like, Darren, I don't know enough about the other sports to host a talk show and talk about every league. I can't do it. I remember talking to my counselor, Rand, who's now my colleague, but still my counselor. And I was, my knees were knocking. And Rand was like, Rod, you can do 
whatever you put your mind to, you can. Give it a shot. And here we are. Um, Just one more and then we'll break and continue with all the other news that we have. I got some good stuff here for you. Randy from Winnipeg says, uh, Toronto media will be forced to talk about the MVP Robertson tonight. Jason Robertson of the Dallas Stars. Who cares what the media is talking about? Who cares? Just enjoy the game. And we'll be back with more of the warm-up in a moment. On the way, Zig Fricasi from NFL Radio, also our Boston Bruins insider, and Dallas Stars TV host, Brian Ray. We're live on Game Plus Television, everybody. And also, YouTube and your favorite podcast platform, of course. And on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hope you're having a great uh, Tuesday. We've got more breaking news. I don't know what we're going to call this. Taco Tuesday? Uh, the Moose is with us. You want to see his face for this. More breaking news. We already know <laughs> Cur- Cur- Curling Canada has announced that the 2024 Briar will be played at the Brand Center in Regina. The BC Lions and receiver Brian Burnham announced that Burnham's retiring after eight seasons in the CFL, and we'll be getting him on the show shortly, I'm sure. Not today, but uh, in the near future. And now... The NFL's Tennessee Titans have relieved general manager John Robinson of his duties, and apparently that is a major shock, Darren. It is a little bit to me because the Titans have been in contention, as far as what I can see, as long as Mike Vrabel's been there as their head coach. But before we move on to everything else, how big of a shock is that news? Yeah, it's a shock. You don't know that they're going to pull the trigger, especially at this point in the season. Um, Yeah, ever since John Robinson's been there and came over, I believe, from New England, Along with Mike Vrabel, they've been in contention, you know, trying to win another division title now um, and compete in the AFC. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year. But the thing that's always plagued Tennessee lately is a lack of playmakers, a lack of playmakers. They can't go head to head with Cincinnati, with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with some of these top teams in the AFC. They just can't. And this offseason, John Robinson, and forgive me, put his balls on the table by trading away A.J. Brown and drafted Traylon Burks, who looks promising but hasn't been able to stay healthy. And there's been no support (laughs) to that receiving group for Ryan Tannehill. And you saw what A.J. Brown did on the weekend. That was pretty much the final nail in the coffin for John Robinson. Um, Thought he could... Mike Vrabel squeezed every drop out of this group talent-wise. It's on the GM. Uh, Moving on. um, This is great. (laughs) <laughs> this is really great. I just opened up the 902 line. Uh, the 902 text line, 518-3033. Pick up the phone and text IP. Rod Peterson. That's me. Uh, Mark Hodge in Canton, Georgia. Writes in and says, awesome interview with Cody Fajardo. Yes, there are Cody F fans in Atlanta. We awake down there, Ryan O'Radio? You know he is. He's flying the ship there at WQE. Cody Fajardo has fans in Atlanta. More breaking news. 
from Richard in Columbus, Georgia. Great show. Keep up the good work. Signed, Richard from Columbus, Georgia. And from Brody, he is in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He says, RP, where do you think Fajardo will end up? I say Edmonton or Toronto. I will make this somewhat educated guess here today that he will play and start for the Hamilton Tiger Cats next season. That's the buzz amongst the football world, but I can't say for sure. That's my guess. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. Getting the Christmas decor up down here at the Four Seasons. Tough loss for my Oilers. How about them Canucks? Well, obviously, as you know, Jennifer, we talked about it already, but I will say this. Now we know why Connor McDavid's killing penalties. Blocks a pass to the blue line. The defensive blue line, that is. Gone. Scores. They might as well have just, you know, Dropped the puck at center ice the second McDavid picked that puck off at his own blue line. So there's that. And then the Vancouver Canucks, incidentally, have won seven of their last 10 games. And a question for the Canucks fans, because I said there would be quite a bit of Vancouver talk today. Are you saying there's a chance? Because I still don't think there's a chance. Um, Thatcher Demko's gone to the injured reserve. I'm looking at this goalie in the crease last night for Vancouver. His name's Delia? Who is this guy? And my mind started playing a Simon and Garfunkel tune. Oh, Delia, I'm down on my knees. Delia. Is that how you even say his name? Good one, Rod. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Who is this guy? Football. Uh, now I got That's Cecilia what I... in my head. All afternoon, no, it's Delia. be the problem. Delia, uh. I'm down on my... Especially when he goes down to the butterfly. Listen, man, you don't want to look inside this cranium. It's a scary place. Uh, Where were we? Those are the kinds of things that go off in my head. (laughs) Um, Kinsman Telemiracle 47. The online raffle is live now, as you know. If you can believe there are viewers of this show driving into Saskatchewan to buy their 50-50 tickets online because you have to be in Saskatchewan and uh, 19 years of age or over. We'll be making the draw Friday, December the 16th. Please, please, please. All proceeds going to the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan. And they are just, they make people's lives better. The disadvantaged. Who wouldn't want to be a supporter of that? So you can buy your tickets right now. Telemiracle5050.com. The uh, prize is at least $100,000. That's where the pot is starting at. And last uh, two years, we've raised over a million dollars for this. So please do your part. We don't ask you for much. Um. Moving on, here's an interesting one, and I'm going to spring this on you, Moose. I know you can handle it. You're good at thinking on your feet. Which NHL teams were actually masquerading around Halloween when I asked that question? Because if you remember the hockey guys that we had on, by name, Perry Shockey, Perry-ass hockey, who's probably watching right now on TELUS. You know, we have a lot of viewers in Alberta, and he's in Lethbridge. Uh, also, Rich Sutter, and who else? They all said, no, I don't think anybody's masquerading. What they are is what they are. Jamie McCown, right. And I'm like, you can't fool me. Some of these teams are not at Halloween what we think they are. And in two different ways. Ottawa clearly is who we thought they were. Even though they won. Uh, they won at the Rangers, right? No, no, the Rangers won last night. Ottawa uh, just. 
They've fallen back to reality. Philadelphia at one time had, what, an eight-game win streak? They were the ones that pulled off the upside win last night. I'm sorry over Colorado, but I'm still not fooled. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be a playoff team. Buffalo Sabres are 4-5-1 and one in their past 10, which there's nothing wrong with that, but they're not going to be a playoff team. It's hard to keep it up over 82 games. And on the flip side, teams that were struggling at Halloween, like Minnesota. What have they won now? Three in a row, I believe. Four. Are they playing tonight? Four in a row? Yeah. Mini has come around. And as I've said, Vancouver, do they have a chance? So my question, I'm sure your mind's been racing as I've been doing this preamble right here, getting you ready for it. Who was masquerading at Halloween that's taken the mask off now and aren't quite what we thought they were? Yeah. For me, it's always been Minnesota. It's always been Minnesota. And the other team, and I don't, again, forgive me because they haven't been on the top of my radar. The other team I thought was masquerading or was going to fall off was the LA Kings. You know, waiting for the LA Kings to fall back a little bit. Um, and Minnesota. Those are the two that I thought would flip places in the West. That Minnesota would be in by the end of the year and LA would end up out. Um, because the goal scoring just wasn't there consistently enough in LA. And I thought it, it's not sustainable. And in Minnesota, that talent, they've got enough talent there. They've got goaltending. They've got a lot of tools. They just needed to get it all going in one direction. And clearly they have. I appreciate the uh, viewers texting in with their thoughts. Um, I knew this would bring Todd Pinkney out of the cheap seats. He says, uh, Philly is a hard no. They clearly aren't real. (laughs) From Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, he says, Rod, I've been inside your mind. In mine, brother from another mother. There are very few of us that are willing to admit it. It would scare many, but for us, it's home. There's nothing homicidal or suicidal in here. Just we think differently than everybody else. And I appreciate you, Jack, pointing that out because it can be lonely at times. Jenna in Southern California says, I still believe. Let's go, Buffalo. And I will continue moseying our way down the line. Other than to say this, I'm... Now I got to go to the movie Violent Night. I got to go to it. Me too. Yeah. In Landmark Cinemas, now when a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant, Santa Claus, who's on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Dun, dun, dun. Landmark cinemas right now. Be there or be square. Couple quick ones. Tom Brady threw a pair of touchdown passes in the final three minutes, helping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rally from a three, uh, 13 point deficit to beat the New Orleans Saints 17 16 on Monday night football. The Bucs, although just one win up on our Atlanta Falcons for the NFC South lead. So there's that. I don't know. No, you wouldn't have seen this. It was on U.S. Sports Center. They're showing the highlights this morning. It was the first item. They're going. Of course, I went to bed. I missed the end of the game. So I'm like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Tom, did he do it again? Yeah. He now leads the NFL in all-time comebacks, victories in the fourth quarter. And the guy doing the highlights was, watch this now. Does Tom look stressed at all to you? That's what the anchor said as he's rolling the highlights. Not just another day at the office. So there was that. 
And then out of Carolina, the short-lived Baker Mayfield era is over. The Panthers waived the struggling quarterback on Monday after the 2018 number one overall draft pick asked for his release. You wonder where he goes. Uh, what injuries around the NFL, San Francisco's Jimmy Garoppolo went down for the season on the weekend. Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence, Baltimore's Lamar Jackson all got hurt. So uh, any thoughts on where he lands, Moose? Yeah, San Francisco's the first pick for me. Um, because they're the team that's the closest and, and, and most ready to compete right now, along with Baltimore. But his skill set, distribute the football. You've got a two-headed monster, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You've got a great tight end, good receivers, playmakers. So you don't need Baker to do a lot, right? You don't have to ask a lot of him. You've got to distribute the football, kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo. The only, the only issue I would have from Kyle Shanahan is personality right? Is his personality something I want to bring into the locker room? The circus that's going to come <sighs> with, with Baker, is that something I want to bring into the locker room? If not, it's a good fit. I like it. Listen, Baker does celebrity endorsements down here. Hulu TV, I think State Farm. Baker Mayfield is a good guy. But again, Jack, he's in the club. He's in our club, Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't mean the recovery program. I'm, we're just walk to our own beat. Oh, is that the nicest way of saying it? Uh, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, here's to the different thinkers. Yeah, that's us. Um, It's lonely and we're being pushed to the brink of extinction here, you know, but it's, you remember when Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, they were playing Florida State and I don't know how exactly it worked, but he grabbed a spear from one of the Seminole guys and at Florida State and ran out to midfield and stabbed it right at center field on the road. My God, I'm surprised he made it out of the stadium alive. But that's something <laughs> no. I would have done back in the day. And, you know, with Jordan Bennington the other night, with him challenging the entire bench, who were they playing? Pittsburgh? It was a black and gold team, I believe. Who was they playing? Was it Boston Clark? Whoever it was, Bennington challenged the entire bench. And I saw his coach come out, Craig Berube, and say, we can't have that. And yes, but I learned this a long time ago. And I feel like this is my lot in life now is passing along the wisdom that I've learned. And it's guys have told me this. It's a lot easier to rein a guy like that in than have to light a fire under somebody's ass to get him going. You know what I mean? That's the Patrick Waz of the world, right? The Baker Mayfields of the world. They got fire. The Dinwiddies of the world. Sometimes we go too far, but we win. So what would you rather have? And unfortunately, Baker hasn't won enough. Look at the teams he's been with. The jury's still out on Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville. You know, it's hard. Sam Darnold. It's not always about the player. We'll be back. We got to talk World Juniors because the roster is out and a whole lot more. It's the RP Show, Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, the RP Show. We can bring the uh, moose in now. I'll tell you what, our guy Kevin the Medium said this. I was talking to him last week, and he said, 
It's sports talk with a twist, what we do. And there's no doubt. I was talking to a long-time radio guy on the phone yesterday, and you know that about uh, the potential of going on another radio station, and he just said, you guys are breaking ground that nobody's ever gone before. I'm like, yeah, it's fun as hell, bro. Um, but you could always email radio stations uh, so, and television stations. So Ron in Ontario has emailed us, and you always can. I don't know how you do. <laughs> I think you go to our website, don't you, and hit contact. Is that what it is? That's right. I don't know how you reach yeah. us. Somehow they reach us. And Ron in Ontario says, and he's obviously a Game Plus viewer because his uh, email is kojiko.ca. He says, Rod, it's a shame that Ryder management is showing no class or courtesy regarding their player, Cody Fajardo. Good communication and bargaining and good faith should be a key to operating any business. So that's from Ron in Ontario. Uh, there are those that say the hens are coming home to roost. Uh, a long time of treating people a certain way is now coming back. It always comes around, and they're saying it's come around. Uh, sports update. I told you we were going to talk about Bedard. Connor Bedard will highlight a group of 10 players hoping to win their second junior hockey championship title in six months when Hockey Canada kicks off its selection camp for the team Friday in Moncton, New Brunswick. Joining Connor at camp will be 2022 gold medalist Ethan Del Mastro, Nathan Gaucher, Riley Kidney, Carson Lambos, Zach Ostapchuk, Brennan Othman, Joshua Roy, Logan Stankoven, and Olin Zellweger. Canada will open its tournament on Boxing Day against Cheshire at the Scotiabank Centre in Halifax. And hold that thought, because I was wondering about Mason McTavish. You Ducks fans and Hamilton Bulldogs fans, tell me about that in a second. I also want to announce, or say, the NLL, National Lacrosse League, and the San Diego Seals announced that the Seals' March 4th game against the Las Vegas Desert Dogs will be staged outside at San Diego's new Snapdragon Stadium. The first regular season outdoor game in the history of the NLL. Game will be played at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and will be distributed live on ESPN Plus, TSN.ca, and ESPNU. This sports uh, update is brought to you by Kinsman Telemiracle 47. Get your tickets now. Don't delay. Telemiracle5050.com. So there's a couple things to gnaw on right there. And again, I don't expect you to have the answer for this, but I believe when we left Edmonton in the World Juniors, which Incidentally, our highest ratings we've ever had in four years were when we were in Edmonton at the World Juniors. We're trying to compute, do you people really love the World Juniors that much? And if so, can we do World Juniors year-round? But I believe when we left, Mason McTavish had another World Juniors eligibility. I'm not certain about that. He's with the Anaheim Ducks right now. But he's the guy that scored, not only defended Canada's goal to save the gold medal game, but then went down and scored the winner. Uh, So, yeah. Has there been buzz about that World Junior roster in your circles, Moose? Yeah, there has. Mason McTavish is is a big part of that because we were watching him on the giant projection screen on the, what was it, seventh floor outdoor patio balcony in, uh, in St. Catharines at the Canada Games when that game was on. We saw it all. Um, it was unbelievable. So you wonder with, with Anaheim being where they are in the standings, if you let Mason McTavish out to go and compete for a world, another world junior gold, if he has another year left, 
I got to check and find out because I'm not sure either. The other thing that's come out in this circle, although I haven't been here and it reached Ontario was, you know, no Braden Yeager on that, on that group. But, you know, again, yeah. Connor Bedard's a 17 year old, right? 17 years old. This is a 19 year old or, you know, an 18, 19 year old tournament, right? It's rare that even a 17 year old gets to go and have success and compete and, and compete at a high level. It's rare that 18-year-olds go and have significant roles. So don't be, don't be upset that Braden Yeager's not there at the World Juniors because his time's not supposed to happen for the next till next year and the year after. Those will be his two years. Connor Bedard is just special, and this is an exception. Well, it's funny, and uh, I don't think Serena will mind me saying this, but we were discussing exactly this this morning, specifically Mason McTavish. And she, again, you know her well enough now. She's like, those bastards. And I'm like, what? She's like, they're not allowing him to play in the World Juniors. I said, how do we know that Mason even wants to play in the World Juniors? Because there's been many an instance where an NHL team doesn't allow their player to go, right? And uh, but I yeah. said, we don't know for a fact that Anaheim's not letting Mason McTavish go. And her inference is, why wouldn't he want to go? And I'm like, well, there might be a little bit of been there, done that. He might enjoy playing and making millions of dollars and living in Anaheim, not wanting to leave for two weeks? I don't know. But the other question, of course, is how do the Pats fare without Connor Bedard? And that'll be very interesting to see. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, besides friends and family, World Juniors is everything at Christmas time. <laughs> Allie says, by the way, she's in Texarkana. She says, I'm ready to get her back on the show, Rod. Yeah, me too. It reminds me, by the way, I mentioned our highest ratings ever were from the World Juniors in Alberta. Maybe it's because Serena was on. Anybody thought about that? Monty in Saskatoon wants to know if Dallas is going to sign Cowboys, if the Cowboys are going to sign free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Hang on, we got uh, Ziggy Fricasse coming up next hour to talk about that. We'll save the NFL for him when the NFL guy comes on. From uh, John in Edmonton, he says, Rod, do you have dual citizenship? For that, I will say, uh, Moose, remember Christmas Vacation, the old uncle standing by the tree? Yeah. What's it to you? <laughs> That's my answer to that. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. Ali says, I could definitely see that. She's so awesome. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, and Jennifer from the over uh, from the Four Seasons says, "I love her, especially because she's an Otter fan." So there you go. Uh, where were we? I wasn't even through all the quick six. We got through our sports. We did our little Connor Bedard update there. You know that these other teams are just so friggin' sick and tired of Connor Bedard. You know that. Well, guys, oh, yeah. you only got to worry about it for another four or five months. Um, from the NBA, got to mention this last night. Jason Tatum had 31 points and 12 rebounds. Jalen Brown scored 22 points. And Boston won for the seventh time in eight games, beating Toronto 116-110. In Atlanta, Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 35 points. And Oklahoma City overcame a 14-point deficit in the third quarter to beat Atlanta 121-114. One fourteen. We understand the Hawks broadcaster had a 
health event during the game, and there's some concern over that. So, well, we wish Mr. Rashburn well and a speedy recovery. And speaking of broadcasters, here's one for all you Canucks, Canadians, that is. 36-year Toronto Blue Jays broadcaster Jerry Howarth has been rewarded for his broadcasting excellence with a nomination for the 2023 Ford Frick Award. The winner of the annual honor from the Baseball Hall of Fame will be announced Wednesday. Quote from Jerry. Winning is not important to me. Just to be nominated is the honor in and of itself and something I'm so appreciative of. Can't you just hear him saying that? Jerry Howard yes. became a full-time voice with the Blue Jays alongside Tom Cheek in 1982. Jerry called minor league games for the Tacoma Twins and Salt Lake City Gulls. He also served as a radio broadcaster for the Utah Pros of the Western Basketball Association. So my friends and I used to always do the Jerry Howarth imitations, didn't we all? Well, Tom, the Blue Jays are in <laughs> flight. So we're late for a break. We'll come back with viewer takeover and a whole lot else. Hang on, everybody. We'll be right back. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, of course, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is Viewer Takeover, and I think we... I don't know. You can tell by the smile on my face, Moose. I feel like we might have uh, hit on something here. We've covered everything that I've wanted to today. A lot of NHL, the breaking news in the CFL. Brian Burnham's retired from the curling world. Uh, the Briars coming to Sask in 2024. We talked Monday Night Football, a little NBA, Jerry Howarth. And uh, now we can kind of turn it over to the viewers because we covered everything, unless there's something that you'd like to get to that we have not yet covered. No, we're, we're rolling. I think it's been awesome this morning. and slash afternoon to be able to get to what we've got. Yeah, good start to the show. Let's yeah. see what the viewers have. And just so you know, well, you know, but so the viewers and listeners know, next hour, Zig Fricasi, NFL Radio, will be with us, and Brian Ray, host of Dallas Stars Television Broadcast, as we look ahead to tonight in sports. But in this viewer takeover segment regarding Mason McTavish, whether he wants to go to the World Juniors or not, because he's not going with Team Canada. He was the hero of last year's tournament darren watching in salt lake city says players not playing in lower level competition happens all the time in ncaa bowl season players don't want to risk injury in a meaningless bowl game yeah but i get it how much lower though is the world juniors really and two he's chasing a lot of canadian records you see the scoring pace that he was he was the mvp of the tournament mason mctavish he's got some records to go after so I kind of, listen, dude, I've been around junior players my whole life. Some would want to go, some wouldn't. And I don't know Mason McTavish, but in this case, I would kind of think he's thinking, been there, done that. Or am I completely all wet, Moose? No, you're not. You know, he's, he's at the NHL level now, and he has been there, and he has done that. And to go out on top, winning a gold, what else does he have to prove? Except, you know, the records you talked about. But going back, and anything less than gold, will potentially tarnish his world junior yeah. memories. It'll be his last impression. You know, it'll, it'll tarnish that. So why not go out on top and look at, he is rolling in the national hockey league. He's living in Southern California. He is, 
in a great spot. You don't want to go back and play with the kids. You're kind of above that now, you know? So yeah, I think he's established himself as an everyday NHLer and there's <laughs> no need to go back. It's what I think. And I've been around these guys my whole life. Arlen Bruce, the third checking in. Thank you, AB. He says, I can't stop thinking about Tom Brady's greatness. Big 10 representing. And he's talking about the Michigan great Tom Brady. And I, I broke out laughing to myself because I was standing there watching the television by myself this morning. I'm like, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do it again. He did. I think it was now his 48th fourth quarter comeback win to lead all quarterbacks in pro football history. It's just. And again, I wasn't watching because I'd gone to bed, but you see the stadium just come alive in Tampa Bay. Why would you think necessarily this would be his last season when he's playing at such a high level like that? It's not even as good a team as he's had the last two years, and he's still willing them to victory. Now, the Saints kind of crapped themselves, too, at points in that game. It wasn't a great game. But, man, Tom Brady just, I, I hope he plays forever, man. I hope he does, too. I really do. The only thing for me with Tampa is it just doesn't feel like things are right in Tampa Bay with Tom. So I could absolutely see him continue his career somewhere else next season. So I could see him going somewhere else next year where it might be a better fit. But, but who are we to doubt, Tom? We'll ask Zig that. And by the way, Clark, we do have the photos of the retro jerseys. I had to get this and get a real good look at it because I don't know Seattle's retro from a shot in the dark. Um, but we have it here. It's our poll question today. Which is the better of these two? It's round one still, day six, day seven of our bracket. Vancouver on the left and Seattle on the right. I'll tell you who I'm voting for next hour, okay? And that's when we will be joined by Zig Fricasi and Brian Ray. But Moose is coming back for the near, very next segment after this break. We're covering a lot on today on the RP Show. Stick around. We will be right back on Game Plus. Stick around and uh, click on Hour 2 of the podcast if that's your thing. And we'll see you, too, on WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.